Welcome to Don't Do Disney. Without us. My name is Daniel. And my name is Zach. And, and my microphone is right in my face. It is. <laughs> microphone is right in your face. Uh, welcome back to our little show. The little show we like to do. There's a little show we like to do about all things Disney, including the theme parks, the streaming services, the movies, the television networks, the... Do we uh, talk about ABC that much? Audacity of the cast member. I have no idea. Everything about the sports pretty much is what we like to say. Except on run weekends. That's the only time you'll hear us talk about the sports. It's true. We do talk about run Disney, but uh, other than that... And that's only one specific sport. I mean, yeah, I guess running is a specific run, sport. Running is yeah, a sport, yes. It's a sport. Anyway, uh, so we skipped a week. Uh, because as it turns out, taking a lot of camera equipment and sound equipment and whatnot on your vacation is not, not a good way to spend your vacation. Not a good way to spend your vacation. So we ended up, uh, just not really ever picking up a camera or doing anything while we were there. I mean, we did things <laughs> while we were there. We just, yeah, nothing. we're really bad. We are really bad theme park vloggers. Yeah. I, I feel like. You get enough of that from everybody else, right? It's like, if you want to see the theme parks, there's so many uh, vloggers out there that show theme parks all the time. Mr. Morrow, Adam the Woo, Tim Tracker, all those. Uh, yeah, I think we're more of a, of, of a chatty head kind of a thing. Like we're, we're more chatty, chatty about Disney. And speaking of that, there are some, there is some Disney news that happened this week that we normally don't follow every, you know, talk about every little Disney because, news story. again... There's a billion Disney news, YouTube channels, podcasts, whatever. Yeah. And honestly, we don't react fast enough. Like yeah. we were never going to have a video out on the day they announced the Star Cruiser closing about talking about the Star Cruiser closing. Because, <gasps> the Star Cruiser is closing? Yes. Why? Just, this sounds like breaking news. If only I was so good at titles. I could have put those right there. Yes, except it were. was breaking several days ago. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Star Cruiser is closing and we did kind of want to talk about that. Only because I feel like what I wanted to say hasn't been, I haven't heard anyone say my thoughts on this. Not that I'm not that my thoughts are important. Follow me here for a second. Uh, there's been a lots of consternation online as to what to do about this. The, the hotel with its closing in September, what, what are they going to do? Are they just going to abandon the hotel? Are they going to convert it into some other kind of uh, hotel? Or are they, they going to knock it, it down? Are they going to make it into administrative offices? Blah, blah, blah. But what I haven't heard is something that I immediately thought of. Uh, because and what was that? Well, uh, the preamble here. I feel like I am pretty much the target demographic for staying at the star cruiser right i am i am a gentleman of a certain age who grew up with star wars that uh has disposable income that uh you know could could afford a premium experience those kind of things so it's like i feel like i'm right in their wheelhouse of the person that they wanted to market this to sadly for them i don't like star wars so <laughs> that's kind of that's, and there. that's not true we don't dislike star wars we just don't we're not vested or invested yeah. in the property yeah the way a lot of people are. Yeah, I, I, I've always said if it were Star Trek based or Marvel based, yeah, take my money. I would have been there. Uh, probably would have done it. But for Star Wars, no, no. 50 to 60 percent off, maybe. But yeah. I mean, it wasn't profitable at full price, so it's definitely not going to be profitable well, at extreme there, discounts. No, I want to stop that. I've read that in a lot of blogs and I've heard that in a lot of people. We have no idea whether it was profitable or not that Disney hasn't released those that all they said was that they were closing it because of uh what was their their exact wording for why they were closing it 
Uh, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that the hotel didn't make money while it was open. Um, I think they, uh, what they realized, and I think several bloggers have touched on this, is that the the audience that was interested in paying for it have pretty much all paid for it at this point in time. So now Some of you're, them multiple yeah. times. And so that's when you're having to do this, this discount thing. And the other problem I feel that it has had that some vloggers have uh, touched on is the repeatability factor. Yes, there are side missions that you can take uh, differently each time that you make that trip. But the main story beats are going to happen every trip, right? You're going to have Gaia in the dining room every trip. You're going to have the first order take over every trip. There's going to be, you know, so there are things that you can't change right. on every trip. And I feel like that hurts the repeatability of it, right? Uh, you know, you're going to go see it. But here's my idea, that the little thought that I had crossing my mind is I would be very, very willing to pay uh, after our ticket price range. So anywhere from $150 to $200, I would be willing to pay that uh, per person for a dinner theater similar to the Hoop-de-Doo review on steroids, right? If you took me to the Halcyon, either through the floor elevator or through the the shuttle coming in from the park. You mean the box truck? Whatever. If you took me to the Halcyon and let me stand around in the lobby for a little bit while, you know, the crowd gathered and they let everyone into the dining room and there was just a, you know, a show, a, a dinner show with Gaia uh, and a, other- A, a other, Gaia concert, basically? Yeah, basically. If they, if they were to do something like that where you could, you know- pile around on the house without the interactive characters, which is the surely the big expense that they were running into. Um, you know, you, you just have, it's a dining room. It's like, you could do a dinner show there and I feel like it could be very profitable to do. There's a lounge there that you could buy overpriced drinks at. There's a, there's a dinner, uh, thing there. You could still do limited bridge training stuff. Cause that's all in that same area. And then not even worry about the, the rooms and yeah, stuff. Just so. block off the rooms yeah. with a wall or something. Yeah. I feel like that is something that, uh, that they could do that would require very little, you know, no refitting is required whatsoever. It's just a, a, a changing the operational status of it. Uh, you already have the, the kitchen staff. You already have waiters and waitresses. You already have bartenders. So, uh, and you won't have to pay all those backstage people yeah. that were monitor that were in people's ears, monitoring the story and all that. Yeah. But I, and that's speculation as to what those things cause. And I, and I, I just want to stress that is like Disney has never released the attendance records of the Star Cruiser. Uh, they've never released whether it was profitable or not. The only thing and that the blogs they never will. The, well, they may, but the the only things they've ever the blogs have ever had anything to go on is whether or not it was sold out or not. Like it was it was really if, right. a binary switch. They would look at the calendar and they'd be like, if it was sold out for that weekend, then oh, well, then it's successful. If it was not sold out for that weekend, then you know doom and peril and it's it's failing. But at the same time, you could have rented out ninety nine out of the hundred rooms, right. and it still and it would, would still show availability. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. so I feel like you know not a lot of people know a lot of. I mean, somebody knows stuff, but they're not talking. Um, but I just feel right, like because they like having their job. <laughs> yeah. But I do feel like e either reworking it so that it could be more repeatable is, is an option to go. But in the meantime, yeah, do give me a give me a hoop to do in space. That's what I say. Um, and let's yeah. let, let's just touch on this really quickly. Sure. Because it is very trendy to hate Disney and hate on Disney and hate on Disney projects. But the amount of just unfiltered 
vitriol that got thrown at the Star Cruiser from before it opened. Yeah, but those are Star Wars fans, right? Well, those no, no, are, no, 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 no. These were these were theme park vloggers and yeah. people wanting it to fail. Yeah, they wanted to fail because sh- it cost too much. You should. Well, yes, it did. It was overpriced from the start. Yeah. It never, ever should have been launched at that price point. I, I disagree. I think this is this is just a case of the you know the grapes are sour. But those vloggers couldn't afford to go on that trip, and so so therefore it sucks, and so therefore. Yeah, but my my point is, you shouldn't root for something to fail. You should never root for something to fail unless it's Ron DeSantis. Then root for him to fail every minute of every day, because you rooting for something to fail and then it failing yeah. might cause Disney to look at this giant big investment they made yeah. and never take that sort of step again. And I feel like there was a lot of positives that came out of this hotel. Uh, the, the guest satisfaction was off the charts. It's like that it was everyone that was uh, interviewed, you know, and, and polled about this stuff. It's like they had the highest guest satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. According to Disney, it had the highest um, guest, sa- guest satisfaction rating of anything on property. You had some really cool uh, AI tech that was built into the rooms that I'm hoping that they're going to start integrating into other places in the park. The uh, the ship's computer that you could talk to and ask questions of and, and would suggest things for you. I feel like that's something that they should, you know, uh, pick up and run with. Um, yeah, th- th- I feel like, you know, as, as an interactive dinner theater like that, I think it, it worked really well. I think that's probably what a lot of the, the, the guests of the Star Cruiser liked was that constant, you know, and I feel like you could do a smaller version of that that doesn't require an overnight stay. Right. And and still make plenty of money. Uh, yeah, anyway. Just do, just do what they do at uh, Fort Wilderness, host yeah. two or three shows a night, yeah. charge however much you want to charge for it. Yeah. And then there you go, Bob's your uncle. Um, no, Bob's the CEO. Anyway, uh, the other thing that we did when we left Disney, uh, did we even mention that? So we, we, we went to Disney. We stayed at Disney Coronado Springs. We're going to talk about that in just a minute as our main topic. But uh, we were there for Zach's birthday. So we were. We were I am there. one year older. Yes. Uh, so we were there for Zach. Am I off center? And it's like we have these new mon- <laughs> we have a new big monitor here so we can see what the camera sees. And I'm just like looking at it. And it's like, anyway. it's fine. Uh, the. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah. So we were there at Coronado for Zach's birthday and everything. But when we left, uh, we, 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 we left when we checked out of our weekend and headed home, uh, directly to, uh, I mean, not literally directly to, but pretty much directly we, we, to, we, we came know. home, dropped our bags off and immediately left and for head out to the, uh, the humane society here in Tampa because we had two cats that, uh, we have been following, uh, since they have arrived at the at the shelter, and uh, we 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 knew that we needed to adopt them because we wanted two cats, and these two cats needed to stay together because they are they, they are brothers, and they are very dependent on dependent each on each other. So we have two new cats. Uh, we have uh, cats that were named things that we're not going to keep the names for. So we have these two lovely new cats. I'll tell you their names in a second. But we did go through a lot of uh, thinking about how do you name, like we're Disney adults, how do, how do we name our pets, right? right? So it would be too on the nose, right? To do like Mickey and Goofy. Or, or, or even Ber- Berlioz and Toulouse because they're two boy cats, right? Well, and and are, we've also never made it through the Aristocats anytime we've tried to watch it. That's so, true. but it's, it, you know, Chip and Dale, these, these are, you know, really 
obvious names. Yeah, obvious names, not a lot of thought given to it there. And I really have always had the philosophy of, uh, you know, cats kind of name themselves. You ha- they, they, own, they have their own personalities and you just kind of have to, you know, bite the bullet and be able to just to call them kitty and buddy or whatever for, you know, a period of time until their names emerge. And I think in this case, our, our names did emerge. But here are some of the names that were in the running over the past uh, week that we've been uh, noodling around with. Uh, Perry and Carl. That would, this one was mine, and that's because Perry the Platypus, uh, a.k.a. Agent P, uh, worked with Major Monogram and Carl, and so those would be two boy names there, so Perry and Carl. Uh, I also had, as a, as a, as a uh, additional to that, it could have been uh, Major and Carl. Okay. So for major monogram and Carl. Uh, so that was that was a possibility. Uh, Phineas and Ferb, I think that one was a little too on the nose. Mm-hmm. You know, those are main characters, kind of a thing. Uh, Flotsam and Jetsam was was a very strong contender for a while. They it are, was. Yeah, they, they, neither of them, at least so far, are particularly villainous. Or evil, yeah. Or evil. <laughs> I mean, they, they're, they, they're not used to the house or us, and they're tearing they're up our carpet and our couch right now so yeah they're timid but uh i don't know that they're evil uh luca and alberto that was a uh a strong contender those also are main characters but it's uh you know a disney it's a lesser known disney film spoiler alert we did go with main character names but from a from a much different less, movie yeah much less known movie and then finally the other uh option that we had other than when we went with was ethan and diazzo from strange world uh, that was suggested by my co-host on my other podcast, and um, I like that one other than the fact that Diazzo was Ethan's love interest, and they're brothers, so <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to go there. That, Diazzo yeah. sounds too much like Diablo, and yeah. neither one of our cats is the devil yet. So what we have noticed is that they do rely on each other, and it is, is very fun to watch. The, the bolder of the two uh, will come out and make sure everything's safe. And then he'll call to his brother and then his brother, uh, I, you know, will come slinking out. Like he really doesn't want to be there, but he'll come slinking out because his brother called him and they'll play around. And so I felt that that was very, you know, he's the big brother mm-hmm. uh, protecting his, his younger brother, uh, whatnot, even though they're, they're the same age. Um, yeah. We don't actually know which one is technically older. Yeah. They're, they're litter mates. So it, who knows which one was born first, but uh, definitely he has that older brother vibe. And so we went with, we went with, with, oh my God, Ian and Barley. I thought you were, I thought we were going to say it together or something cute. Like we didn't rehearse this at all. Anyway, no. Ian and Barley from the movie Onward, uh, which are two brothers. And uh, of course, uh, if you've watched the film, you know that Barley is the older protective brother that, uh, you know, is kind of like a father figure to Ian. They both lost their father early. Um, so it, I thought that that was that was a, a good fit there. So now, now we, we just have yeah. to get used to them being called by those names instead of yeah. their previous names. Yeah. Anyway, so we have new, all of which is to say we have, we new, have new cats new and they're cats, adorable. Yeah. And if you follow us on any of our social media, you're going to get spammed with as many cat pictures as they let me get That's true. right now. I have to, you know, 
find them and they have to be out long enough for me to get pictures yeah. but they are doing better it's they've been here for a week and they are coming out on their own now uh all so, the literature some, sometimes for several minutes and yeah. sometimes for several yeah. seconds but uh, most of the literature says that it takes cats you know several weeks to to get adapted to a new place or whatever anyway uh that is what's going on with our life uh what's going on with yours let us know no uh we well you could we do have comments here on the video. Comments. Uh, if you're watching the video version, that is. Uh, if you're not, you can also send us an email. Don't do Disney at gmail.com is the place to do that. Uh, or in any of the descriptions, whether you're listening to this on Spotify or on YouTube or in your podcatcher, in the show notes, there should be all of our social media handles. So you can find us on Instagram and on, uh, we're not on uh uh, Mastodon, but you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and no, Facebook, and, uh, TikTok and TikTok. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, All those places. You can find yes. us there. Uh, anyway, let's talk about Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. Now, we don't often stay on property. So we do not. This was your first time staying at Coronado Springs. Yes, this was not my first time at Coronado Springs because we have been there multiple times for dinners and drinks and yeah. pin events. and yeah. But this is my first time ever seeing anything outside of essentially the main building yeah. and the tower. Right. And uh, it is important to note that Coronado Springs was the first uh, hotel that Disney had as a convention. They kind of built it as a convention yes, it was, hotel. It, it's the first yeah. moderate to mm-hmm. have a convention center. It wasn't the first convention center on property. No, actually the first convention center on property. I think, I think some of their premium hotels have convention space. Like Grand Floridian does. Yeah. Grand Floridian and, and contemporary have convention space, uh, but they're both very expensive. Uh, Disney, the reason that the Swan and Dolphin ended up on, you know, as Disney hotels that are actually run by Sheridan is because Marriott had a big convention business. And so they leased that land to Marriott to manage those hotels. So the, all of which is to say the Dolphin Hotel has the huge convention space yes. there. And that is uh, something there. But this was the first time that Disney said, you know what, we can do this on our own we're yeah. going to build our own uh moderate convention thing and that's coronado which other than the pin event i have never been to a convention at coronado neither have i but there was one going on when while we were there i don't know what it was for but it was there was a convention there we should have gone and grabbed, crashed the convention yeah, grab some uh free swag some free swag i like <laughs> just showing up hi Yes, I'm very interested in whatever in your topic is insular plumbing. That sounds ama- amazing. Uh, anyway, so uh, we stayed at the Coronado. We did not stay in the tower. Uh, the Grandestino Tower. Is I could new. not bring myself to pay more than $200 a night for it. And even with our AP discount, it was still that much. So we stayed in the casitas. Uh, they have two sections of buildings there. They have the casitas and they have the ranchos. The four casitas, ranchos. Uh, cabanas yeah. and the tower. Okay, I don't know what the cabanas are. They're they all the 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 three villages or settlements mm-hmm. are essentially just standard hotel rooms. Okay, so just the same as like uh, Port Orleans Riverside, where you just have the same kind of hotels, yeah. but different. I mean, different there's names. there's different views, and some of yeah. them are premium. And uh, yeah. Coronado does it is the only moderate on property to have suites. Oh. So, uh, anyway, so we stayed in just a regular casita room. It was a very nice room. Yes. Uh, 
It was it was big. Uh, it had been newly refurbed at some point. Yeah, they refurbed all of the rooms, all of the rooms on Coronado when they built the tower. I think. Yeah. So it had, uh, you know, uh, flooring. What's the the vinyl flooring stuff? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like crappy carpet that was weird and and moldy and and stuff. So uh, lovely bathroom, lovely amenities, uh, lovely bathroom with a motion sensor fan that got really annoying really quickly yeah the the exhaust fan in the bathroom was motion sense so if you just went to the sink to uh, get a drink of water or to brush your teeth or whatever you set off the uh the fan in the, the fan in, in the bathroom it, it, and you had to go and turn it off and then it, it would it would fail to remember that you had turned, turned it, off. it off and so then the next time you showed up it would turn on again um anyway very nice uh room very nice resort uh very see. very big Mm-hmm. resort not it is um caribbean beach big but big it is uh where we were uh our casitas were as far away from the tower as you could get like we were on opposite sides of the property yes the the ranchos are technically further like they're they're even further around the the lake in mm-hmm. the middle but that of- makes them closer to the tower no they, they uh, of the rooms on property they're the fur- they're the furthest walk from the tower our casita was the furthest from the tower, but if you look at a map of Coronado, those are actually situated further. Hmm. I'm going to say north because that's the way it pointed on the map. But hmm. I feel like when I was running there, that I felt like it was much closer to get to the ranchos than. To, anyway, regardless, uh, it was it was quite a hike to the uh, to the tower. tower. And what happened when they added in Grandestino Towers? They moved the lobby and the central points of the uh, resort over to the tower. So right. all your restaurants and lounges. Uh, not all of them, but your, your nice ones, your Barcelona, your, uh, your Dahlia, your Toledo, Dahlia, your Toledo are all over in the tower, uh, which isn't even, so you could kind of see that all of the other areas were an equidistant walk to where the old lobby would have been. Mm-hmm. And there, there was a food court and Rick's, uh, Rick's and, uh, uh Maya grill and the cafe. Yeah. And, so there's I mean, plenty of food yeah. and restaurants there. It's almost like it's two separate resorts. Yeah. And that's where the convention center is yeah. there. So, uh, but, uh, it, you know, it was, it was great. I think we've eaten at all of the restaurants. Well, all of the sit down restaurant restaurants. We have at not Coronado. eaten at the food court, but right. yes. So we've eaten at Rick's, uh, which is kind of like a sports bar. And it is actually really good. Yeah. Uh, we've eaten at the, uh, the, the Maya grill, Maya grill. I, uh, and, and you didn't care for it. no. We were soaking wet because it, <laughs> the, it poured on us. It, 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 that I feel like we need to give Maya Grill another try. Okay. Uh, we've eaten at the Three Bridges several times. Uh, so we've eaten out there several times. And we have eaten at uh, Toledo. Toledo uh, so, is one of our favorite restaurants yeah. on property. Both Barcelona and Dahlia Lounges. Dahlia Lounge is the best lounge on property. Mm-hmm. And has the best views from a lounge on property. There you go. Uh, anyway, it was it was a great thing. Uh, I was able to, because I am training still for my Disney run, so we, our stay corresponded with a run day for me. For it did training. not for me. Um, and and then was, I ended up with a blister, so I couldn't have done it anyway. It was very nice. The The resort actually has uh, a, a, a planned out path that is exactly a mile long. Uh, there's several different... Uh, boards around the lagoon that you can look at it'll say like hey if you take this path it's a mile if you take this path it's three quarters of a mile so it was very easy to do like a three mile run just basically just follow that path three times Mm -hmm. um and so 
uh, and very beautiful run. It was, it was a very, very, yes. Cor- uh, Coronado is a very pretty resort. Yeah. The, the, what, what do I want to, what do you call it? The, uh, the ambiance, the, the, the foliage, what do you, what do you call it? the landscaping? Yes. Uh, just, it's, it's so well done. Uh, their big pool is called the pair, uh, the dig site, uh, which is where we, we did do the hot tub there, which is yes. a, a very large, which hot is tub. the largest hot tub on largest oh. outdoor hot tub on property. I did not know that 22 people can fit in it. Um, and it had a huge pool there with a water slide. Uh, we did that. And our, the, the, the lost city of Chibola. Yeah. And our room was near one of the quiet pools. So there was also a pool like literally right outside our door, right outside our door. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a, a very nice little resort. I, if, if we were park goers, uh, it wouldn't have mattered that we were that distance away from the tower. Because we wouldn't necessarily have been doing anything over the tower. Right. So from where we were staying in the casitas, we could walk out the back door, go to the bus stop, yeah. and take a Disney bus anywhere we wanted to go, come back to there, you know, directly at our door, pretty much. They would drop us off there. Yeah. So it's it's very convenient. And Coronado is pretty centrally located on property. It was probably just about as far, you know, it, the the only yeah. the only real words are hard, goodness. The only park that Coronado isn't super close to is Magic Kingdom. Yeah. It's basically smack dab in the middle between Epcot Studios, Animal Kingdom, uh, Blizzard Beach when it's open. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's actually probably more convenient to more things than any other hotel on property. Uh, also, uh, we found out that there is a campfire that happens every night. In fact, apparently every yeah we didn't uh, Disney Resort has a campfire. Every night. We never knew this that every day. So we're like, that certainly cannot be true. But because we were very, very restaurant heavy in this trip, we were yeah. going to different hotels for, for dinner whenever we were paying attention. So uh, I think we were going to the Flying Fish and we, we walked through the Boardwalk Hotel and they had a campfire yep. out in that little grassy area. It's like a little portable fire pit that they bring out and they do a campfire for an hour. Out there, they have movie unders. Every resort has movie under the stars. I never knew that. Uh, at Coronado, they do it because out we just, in front of the tower. We just don't stay on. We, yeah. we normally just can't justify the cost. Hey, also, I'd like to point out, those things don't cost. Like, you yeah, can Yeah, that's go. free. Yeah. You can go to any Disney resort uh, and take place in their campfire. If you want to If you want to do s'mores, you have to pay for their little packet, but they all sell the Yeah, but even that's not that s'mores. expensive. Yeah. But yeah, if you wanted to go and do a, a campfire at a resort, all the resorts have campfires. You just got to ask where they're at. Um, they all have movies under the stars. So if you want to take your kids to go watch a movie one night over at uh, Boardwalk, uh, you can. It's out on the lawn there at Boardwalk. They have an inflatable screen and they, they're playing. That might be, I mean, t- take that advice with a grain of salt, given that whether you can get into a, a resort or not is very dependent on the security guard you get if you don't have a dinner reservation or you're not staying there. So, Well, I didn't say you could park at Boardwalk, but I'm just, you can. If you, you can, can get to Boardwalk, you can go you can to take their a bus. campfire. You can take a bus to Boardwalk. Uh, anyway, the uh, who knew? All Disney resorts, they also had activities. We didn't take, we didn't participate in any activities, but there was like a tie-dye shirt thing one day. Yeah, there's a, a sangria class. Yeah. There's a painting thing. There's games on the lawn. You can make a mosaic. Some of these things are free. Some of them cost. Yeah, or minimal cost for, for the materials well, and stuff. Some of them are minimal costs. Some of them are not minimal costs. Well, I'm assuming the ones that involve drinking alcohol probably cost yeah. as, as much as buying a drink. Um, just a, a really, really fun stay that we had at Coronado. Uh, Goofy and Pluto stopped by. They did. Uh, in their new 100th outfits. They were 
uh, came up in a bus up in the lobby there and they were uh, greeting guests and whatnot and, and went off onto their own. Uh, just a, just a, it's a lovely resort. It we was. had a great time. We don't, because we don't get to stay on a property very often. It's like, it's almost like experiencing things in my case, it, it was for the first time, but yeah. you know, we don't get to see that side of Disney very often. So it's nice to do it when we can. Yeah. And you know, my only real complaint was just how far we were from the tower. Um, mostly because it turns out I ended up having a blister on my foot, which made yeah. walking kind of a pain, but I mean, I would stay at Coronado again, but it it, it has to be for the right price. I will yeah. never pay Disney rack rate for a room. I feel like, uh, you know, a friend of mine put it this way a long time ago, and I still feel that it, it is uh, relevant today. When you stay at a Disney value resort, your all-stars, uh, you know, any of those, uh, it feels like a value resort. It's nice. It's a lovely Disney resort. It has, you know, theming and whatnot, but it does feel like a value resort. You do feel like you're staying at a budget hotel. Right. Their moderate resorts, for the most part, don't feel moderate. It's like, no. I, I don't feel like Coronado felt like a $165 a night room. It felt, you know, much more than that. No, and we've yeah. always said in relation to Toledo and Dahlia especially, but I would honestly say for the resort as a whole, it feels deluxe yeah. without the deluxe price tag. True. Like we got it for just under $200 a night, I think. Um, and that was an acceptable price for the, the amenities and everything that that was worth what Disney was asking for it after okay. our uh, pass holder discount. There you go. Uh, our seal of approval. Stay at Coronado. Uh, do we do you have anything else you want to add about Coronado? I do not. Okay, great. Uh, let's just slide on into our heroes and villains of the week so that we can pop out of here. Uh, I This is episode eight in the even, so I think we go with heroes on even shows. I mean, we used to have this at the top of our little document. We should probably add it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get around to that. I'll, I'll just jump right on that. Uh, anyway, let's go with our heroes and villains of the week. My hero of the week is Disney Lost and Found. I... Uh, the first night that we were there, we ate dinner at Toledo. I know that I had my driver's license at the time that I was paying for dinner because I had to show it to them for my pass holder discount. Uh, we went back to our room. We didn't drive. We walked back to our room. And from there, we went out swimming. And the next day, I couldn't find my ID. So my ID disappeared either somewhere in the room, fell out of my pocket. Or the server or accidentally kept it or something, something or whatever. Somewhere. And... So I called down the front desk to see if anybody had turned it in. They directed me over to the Disney Lost and Found website. I, Disney Lost and Found website, uh, you, you fill it out online. You basically give them the information, what you lost, where you lost it. Uh, they are very, very good at continuing to send you emails throughout the, the time telling you that- At 419 in the yeah, morning. Uh, telling you that, hey, we haven't found it, but we're still looking. Uh, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, turns out that they found my driver's license right after we checked out. Uh, which is great. And they mailed it to me here. So that kept me from having to go and get another driver's license yeah. or get a reissue or anything like that. So it was, it was a slight pain to not have my ID there. Uh, although it never really became no, an issue. It never, yeah. nobody cared. Um, and then, uh, cause I had other things, uh, that could, you know, show who I was, but the, uh, regardless, uh, good on you, Disney lost and found you, 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 you found my, driver's license and sent it back your driver's license they sent it back in a six by six by six box 
with nothing with else no packing in it, or no anything. packaging. It's just my driver's license inside this humongous six by six by six box. And it cost them $4 and 85 cents to mail it to me. But I guess it's my fault that there's such high prices at Disney because they're having to eat that, that postage for people like me that lose their driver's license. So anyway, it's my hero, don't lose Disney stuff at Disney. Yeah. My hero of the week, uh, Disney lost and found who's your hero of the week. Um, all the cast members that we interacted with, uh, during this mm-hmm. brief birthday trip, um, every single one went out of their way to make it a, a, a good experience. Uh, they all wished me a happy birthday. Um, I did get many free desserts, usually desserts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I know that a lot of people give cast members a lot of shit and mm-hmm. you there, there's no reason for that because they're going out of their way to make magic for you. So just mm-hmm. be grateful. There you go. Uh, my villain of the week is, uh, we've already covered here is the, the distance from our room to the tower because we were not doing parks. We were spending a lot of time over at uh, hotels, the no, at the tower. I mean, yeah. we, were, we were specifically going to Toledo and to Dahlia and to Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, we were, we were doing things over at the, yeah, we uh, did, the tower quite a we, bit. We did animal kingdom for the morning and we did typhoon lagoon. The only parks we went to were animal kingdom and typhoon lagoon. Yeah. And putt putt golf, but we'll talk about that some other time. Anyway, uh, that was my villain of the week was just the distance from the casitas. In fairness, I could have driven. We could have taken the truck. We, we could have, yeah, so. but we didn't. All right, who's your villain of the week? Bob Iger. Bob Iger. Bob Iger and or whomever is making the decisions oh, to remove don't, things don't, from. Don't, don't don't fall into this trap. I said whomever. I know. Is I'm just making, saying. What, can I finish? No, because you said Bob Iger first. And I just want to point out that Bob Iger's job isn't to comb through the Disney Plus catalog and go, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. That's no, but somebody, somebody signed off on it. Okay. And then he signed off on their sign off. I, I just read a headline tonight that they had reversed something. So I don't need they, re- they, they reversed Howard, the documentary about Howard Ashman. No. They are not, however, rever- reversing the decision to remove Harmonious Live. And that is blasphemous. And they need to just stop. Why is that blasphemous? Because Harmonious was a good show. You can listen to the Harmonious Yes, soundtrack. I know. And there's a billion probably YouTube better YouTube videos. Harmonious live. live wasn't bad. It also wasn't fully live, but it wasn't live at all. I mean, I think there were parts that were, <laughs> but yes, whomever is making the decisions to cut things from Disney plus for cost cutting reasons and, or not wanting to pay residuals, whatever your actual reasons are. Stop it. You're stupid. Oh yeah. I feel like we're at this point, uh, in media right now where there's a lot of streaming services and there's going to be a lot of consolidation coming in the future. And I think this move of taking things off Disney plus really just has more to do with rights. I feel like there's, they've had to negotiate different rights to get them onto their Disney plus platform because of whatever time, you know, whatever, whatever agreements were signed when they made those pieces of property weren't very good stream. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't really clear as to what, what yes, rights but the problem with that is these ones that are coming off Disney Plus now are recent things that Disney owns. Yeah. The, this Disney owns everything. But but Disney is a huge corporation. And just because Disney owns everything doesn't mean that there aren't parts of the company that need to get paid for that by another part of the company. And it may have been something that they're coming out with a more unified structure later for. Anyway, regardless, I feel like they know their numbers. It wasn't like a lot of people were watching this and they're taking it off the service. I feel like not a lot of people were watching this, so that's why they feel comfortable taking it off the service. Regardless, I feel like 
within the next five years, the streaming services will kind of consolidate down and a lot of these problems will go away. I think we're just at this new, we're at that crossroads of the new style streaming rights as opposed to the old style broadcast rights right. and, and a lot of old contracts just don't really handle streaming rights very well. So that's so that's it. Again, I know nothing about that. Anyway, hey, uh, if you do know something about that, you can tell us about it in the comments down below if you're watching our video or uh, send us an email, don't you, Disney at gmail.com if you're not watching the video. And if you're wondering what I mean by that, I just mean that if you're watching us on Spotify, there is a video version of this podcast available. You can watch the video version on Spotify. You can also watch it on our YouTube channel, the WDW Aristocrats, our YouTube channel on uh surprisingly youtube uh which is where you would find the video version of this podcast audio only versions of course are available everywhere that fine podcasts are found uh our links to our socials are down in our doobly doos and in our show notes and do you have anything to add nope then the only thing left for me to do is to beg with you nay plead with you please 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 don't do disney without us This podcast is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com.